Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I, we drove through Florida to through in Dayton. It, it been started there for sure. I oh, was, yeah. oh my god, we got out of, we got out of a stop. I went to get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, which is like part of a convenience store because it's one of those Dunkin' Donuts places. It's like that. The Dunkin' Donuts was behind, like in the inside of the, the gas station. Their employees were completely behind the plexiglass thing. Everything was good. They're all wearing masks. The gas station attendant, the, the people person working behind the the register, no masks. Every person person in there now wearing a mask there's like 12 people in this small place and i'm like uh i feel like this is a bad idea where, where were you <laughs> and we stopped in dayton when we were driving down in dayton florida yeah when we drove down when we were down when we saw you oh in new jersey where selfie is yeah where where's dayton florida <laughs> daytona fuck me you're an idiot let's talk devils and islanders let's talk penguins and rangers but let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks which no one can Episode 18, Friends and Rivals coming. We are legal, boys. We are legal. It's the 18th episode. We can bang whoever we want. Uh, I'm your host, Tom Harkness. With me, as always, are... Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Nick Lerda. Thanks, Nick. Bill, you said it really quick. Then, Nick, I mean, we're still working on it. 18 episodes in, we're still working on the intro. Gotta Don't learn. expect it to get any better anytime it's soon. It's never going to get better. I mean, come on. Well, what's, what's better is Bill's audio tonight. Because last episode, he was on location looking at children at uh, some middle school in middle of New Jersey. Play hockey? You make it sound a little weird, don't you? Yeah, he was at enough distance. It was okay. Were you at a middle school? Yes. Were you watching children? Oh, yeah. Okay, then what did I say that was so wrong? No, which is just implying that there was some kind of dirty thing about it, but I was just watching them play hockey. It was just... I didn't imply anything. I just oh. merely pointed out the fact that you're watching kids at a middle school. That's it. Technicality Tom. Technicality Tom in the house. <laughs> I lose again. Uh, as we speak, Rangers just went up 3-2 on the Capitals in the third period, so we will see how that uh, rest of the game goes. Uh, Devils are still up 4-2 in Boston, um, so if you hear Steve scream the word fuck, or if I do the same, you will know why that happened, or scream in pure ecstasy. You will also know why. Penguins and Islanders are off this evening. They play tomorrow night. They're not playing each other. No. They, they played last night, and they're, and they're done. And they're and that's a wrap on the season Thank for the Penguins. Gosh. Oh, so you guys. Well, all right, good. We'll we'll uh, look for the uh, season wrap up from you guys between the uh, Isles and Pangs. Who won the series? The uh, Penguins. Um, what, what was the was it five three or was it? Uh, well, it depends on which way you're looking at it, right? But it's it, for the Penguins. It was six and two, and for the Islanders, it wasn't two and six. It's split because there were two, a couple two, overtimes. Two. two, four and two. Okay. Yeah, but but basically two and six essentially. That's that's not good against penguins regardless you're happy to see those fuckers uh not uh, again in the regular yeah, season for sure i don't know why i said it like that oh, because it's I, true it's true <laughs> yeah it, it absolutely is true so um watching the caps thinking of alex ovechkin you know he's been on a tear as of late he's got 18 goals in 30 games this year he's 35 years old has 724 goals on the season uh, not counting tonight, he hasn't scored. Not, whoa, 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 He hasn't scored yet. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, buddy, hold on. <laughs> that is you, a tear. <laughs> you just said he's got 724 goals on the season. Uh, no, 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 he's got 18 goals on the season. 724 for the career. How's that? That better? That yeah, better? Because the other uh, way would be a little catch. bit of a record. 
I like I'm I'm trying to do three things here. I'm trying to read off of my stat sheet. I'm looking at the Ranger game. I'm focusing on you guys and co-hosting a podcast. I mean, who says men cannot multitask? Well, you just proved men cannot multitask because you fucked it up. Well, maybe we can't multitask past three things. Okay. All right. Maybe maybe that's it. One stop half. stop staring into Billy's beautiful eyes and just do the other three. I, I can't help it. I mean, look at him, he's so dreamy. Um, just first thing you got right so far. <laughs> 35 years old 724 goals in his career 170 away from the magic number of 894 35 years old going to be 36 as the season starts next year needs to average 42 and a half goals per season and next over the next four years in order to do it to do it yes yes should i answer first yeah, yes not only not only yes not only is he going to break Gretzky's record he's going to break it by 100 goals and he's going to score about a thousand I think before he wraps it up that's my wow. that's my opinion that guy is unstoppable when you say when you say he's been on a tear as of late I, I think that's like the last like 16 years you mean by of late and uh, I, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon I don't either but I also smell a bet coming on because I will take that bet I think I think it's it's minus a thousand. I don't think he's going to get to the thousand mark. I think he's going to beat the record. I don't think he gets to a thousand. But regular season goals, not including playoffs or any of that international bullshit. Thousand goals, regular season. You want the bet? Crap! I, I was going to include uh, when he was like playing Pee Wee too. Shit. No, can't do that. Um, well, I no, think we I'm have gotten there already. No, I, do that it's anyway. very obvious that yes, that we were talking about regular season goals. Yes, I, I am. I am in for a thousand regular season goals for Alex okay. Ovechkin. So, I mean, are we going to do your favorite topic of food or do we want to do something else? Well, do you want to do something else? We I don't do know. Let's, don't... Well, let's think about do we, it. Do we want to do your favorite topic of feet? Is this going to oh. be some kind of a foot fetish? Bet? Wait, are, All are right, you, so there you go. Are you saying foot massage for me that you got to give me a foot massage? <laughs> That's what you want. How I about, mean, how about, I don't know. That, that might wait, be gay. Hold on. How <laughs> about, let me stop. That might be a little bit. <laughs> how about it? If, if Tom is right, Bill has to take Tom to go get, they have to both get pedicures. Ooh. No one in this. Oh, okay. Huh? I don't want him to get a pedicure too. I want him just to watch. All right, then he's <laughs> he then he's got to watch. He's got to go don't there and pay. That's that's even better for like, me actually because then I don't have to pay for two pedicures. <laughs> I feel like Bill would not necessarily look forward to getting a pedicure. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's accurate. Well, all right, this is good. this is turning into really like homosexual talk. Bill, do you like your do you, do your feet ticklish? I mean, I can't uh, believe I've known you for so long and don't know the answer to this already. Yes, they are. Yeah, you know, in, in fact, I, I'm not a fan of being touched uh, pretty much at all. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, then I take it back. You have to get one with me. <laughs> okay. So you that, would, that would you not be enjoyable to, for you. So you have to you have got eye it. contact the entire time. The you entire time with, with, <laughs> Mrs., with Mrs. Chang. I don't care what her name is. You got to keep eye contact with her. The no, no, whole time. with you, Tom. No, you oh, both you. have to. You have to <laughs> yeah. have eye contact with them. I, 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 can you do it without ejaculating, Bill? <laughs> I haven't tried yet. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> because I'm going to do some pretty outlandish shit, man. I got to tell you. Well, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be ready. I, I'll, I'll try to abstain for like a couple of weeks beforehand just to make sure that I'm good and ready for it. All right. So if, if the, if Ovi does get to the thousand, what do you want? Something along uh, the comparable to that. Well, nothing like put me on the spot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not like you're just choosing a place to have lunch. At least this bet's interesting. I know. 
Yeah, but I got to. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna have to think place. about that and come back. Uh, we'll come back to that. A thousand later in the goals show. is a lot of goals. So right, you got to sure. make it like it's yeah, gotta, it's gotta be, be a top shelf. Big. It's gotta be pretty. Yeah. 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 I give that some thought. Well, how yeah, much does gotta... how much does a pedicure cost nowadays? I have no idea. You're gonna take me to Cinderella's Castle. Ooh. Disney Ooh. World, baby. That's great. All right. All right. You got to wear a dress too. <laughs> well, that, I don't think that's that's comparable in price. We talk about pedicure is like thirty bucks, forty bucks. A, a ticket to Disney, a day pass to Disney World is like one hundred and twenty. Yeah, but I'll like buy my own goals. ticket, but you got to take me to the castle. That's what a thousand I'm goals is a lot, a lot harder. The over on that's a lot. But the chances are a lot, lot lower. I than, would, than the under. I would say you've got to bring them to to the castle uh, on a piggyback ride, but I don't know if you can. No, handle no, it. I don't. My back, I don't think can handle that. I'm sorry. And that's I don't, but I don't think it would. I would handle. Oh, you know, don't they do well? I mean, by like the time Tyler at this wait, point, by the time Ovechkin scores a thousand, right? We'll be past the pandemic. They'll be doing those character lunch things and shit there again, right? So yeah. take me to like a character thing at, at Cinderella's Castle. Ooh, I'll buy my ticket. I, they don't have. They don't have. The only thing that they have at Cinderella's Castle is like dress up like a princess. Perfect. Tom's got to dress up like a princess. No, 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 no. <laughs> That, that's not going to happen. All that's right, just happen. a different we, character. We got to wager something. All right, we'll figure. We'll figure something out. More outlandish than that. Next week, next week, it's got to be finalized. Something that? a little bit more outlandish than just you know a pedicure versus something. So, well, I, I look, would. Oh man, ahead, I would agree. I think he's going to do it. I don't. Th- I don't know if he gets to a thousand. I don't want in on the bet at all. I don't know if he gets to a thousand, but I definitely think he he's going to break the record. I mean, it, it's not unheard of that he's going to score at least 40 goals over the next five years right he needs a 42 and a half per season 40. over the next four years in order to I do don't, it i don't think that's going to be a problem for him he's like bill said he, he it's not that he's not slowing down it's that he hasn't slowed down for 16 years and he and doesn't if not even for even if, if not for this season being cut short and he already had a season cut short he might be significantly higher at this point as well like and he, even if he I slows also, down, he's he's all he's got to do is stand in that circle and, and fire. He he's gone through what two seasons? Uh no, he missed the first one. He missed the he first one. He came into the league after that first lockout, but he right. did miss time at the second lockout. So he missed an entire season and a half. And a half, right. Of goals. And then this, you know, call it three quarters of a season. And he had 48 goals in 68 games last 68 year. Eight games yeah. last year. Ridiculous. That's, so career averages. Seventy-four good. games a year, forty-five goals, thirty-seven assists, eighty-two points. That's his career averages um, over the course of his sixteen-year NHL career, including this season. Um, is he is he the greatest of all time when it comes no. to goal scoring? You still uh, don't call him the greatest of all time when it comes to goal scoring? Well, you said you said greatest of all time, and then he said no, and then you added at goal scoring. Uh, uh, okay, so let's back okay. it up. I, I will. I I will back it up. I'll I mean, argue. I'll argue that he is the best at all time. I, I'm on that side. If you consider that the the different you know eras of the game, you can't really compare them. Like Gretzky era, such a different era than this this era. I mean, Gretzky would have been very successful, no question. Where whenever he played, like doesn't matter. He probably would have been you know as dominant as he was then in in, in this era of, of of hockey. If he played from the all from the, throughout the uh, late '90s, throughout as a starting his career you know, into uh, the 2000s, right? He wouldn't have had the same number of points because we know that the game changed, obviously. But nevertheless, he, he's a way, way above everybody else in that area. But when it comes to goal scoring, 
Ovechkin is just unbelievable. I mean, the number of years he's had 50 or right at 50, he had 49, the last four years, including this year, 49 goals in 82, 51 goals in 81, 48 goals in 68 games. He's got 18 and 30 right now. But eight, he I mean, has eight, like, eight is, seasons of 50 goals or more. And yeah. one season he scored, what, 49, Listen, 49 and 46. Let's, let's go back two seasons, 50 goals in 79 and 33 and 82. Why I go back two seasons? That's when he's 30. He turned 30, okay? Guys don't hit 30 and then have 50 goal seasons. Like, it doesn't happen. When the fuck does that happen? Uh, it, 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 it in, the, in the 80s, that happened. In the 90s, maybe, you know? But yeah, like, I mean, you're looking at like, I can't like Red Hall and, and those type of players. Gretzky, without, was that, without question, best playmaking player ever in the nhl i'm i I don't even think there's a there's not even debate with that but when it comes to pure goal scoring i i I don't think you'd find many people that would argue with you that that Ovi is the best pure goal scorer ever to play the game yeah no it's like he's 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 like gordy he's like gordy howe but i don't know i think maybe better than gordy howe maybe not better than gordy howe because gordy howe might may have had the assist and the playmaking skills he might have been the best all-around guy, but you can make the argument that Ovechkin could possibly be one of the better overall, overall all-around players in NHL history. Uh, for sure. I mean, he's not the defensive guy, but he's not out there for that. He's a hundred percent offensive machine. When I say machine, he doesn't break down. He just is a machine out there. And every he missed fifty goals by by one goal when he was thirty-two, two goals when he was forty-eight. And that was because of 68 games. Yep. Not because of everything else. Um, he's hit the 50 goal mark uh, once, twice, three times, four times. So five, which, six, which, seven, which one of these is better, Nick? Is is 65 and 82 better, or is 32 and 48 better? I mean, I think 65 and 82 obviously. just just because he, he played all 82 games and he hit 65. I mean, yeah, who but knows what strike, happens in 48. But in that strike short, shortened season of 48 games, he had 32 goals. Which, if you, But if you extrapolate that out to an 82-game schedule, that's still less than the 65. Is Just it? Saying. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mr. Yeah. Fucking Man. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, nevertheless. But my, <laughs> my, I think the only, the only it's, thing... It's, it's close, though. It's yeah, the only thing off, I think, probably. I think the only thing he has going against him is that you guys haven't talked about. This is his last year in his deal. Yeah, he is 35. It's all up to him if he wants to play more. So depending on what happens in this season, if he decides to play, uh, I think he has said he wants that record. If I, he I wants it, he, he will get it a hundred percent because yeah, that, he has said yeah. he wants that record. It's because I don't now, think he's gonna slow down. I want to, I want to just go back to is he one of the best players ever? Why well, best? He's got 140. Scorer. He's definitely one of the best goal scorers. But I think when it comes to greatest player, I wouldn't put him up there. He's got 140 more goals than assists. So he's definitely more of a scorer than making those around him better. He's not necessarily looking to make those around him better. I agree with that. And he's feisty. He's a feisty player, but I don't know if that translates onto the defensive side. I mean, okay. I would agree with you on the defensive side. On the on the assists, he has still has 584 assists. I mean, that's not like... It's not a slouch. Like he's not like it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's still he's still averaging ten more goals a year than assists. Oh, but he's he's if you look at shots, you probably that'll probably tell you why. I mean, he gets the he shoots the hell out of the puck. He's a great. So he's he's shooting and he's shooting for his mindset is shoot first. 
And that's what a goal oh, scorer yeah. is supposed to do. So when I think of a player like that, I just don't think of them as being, you can't be the greatest of all, you know, one of the best of all time all around. If your mentality is always shoot first and not maybe make the, maybe make the pass that's going to lead to a shot. That's a little bit more open. Yeah, I, I put it. If, if you had top five guys, like all time, top five against no top five, I have a hard time believing that you wouldn't put a in the left wing slot. If you had like any of the, anybody from any era kind of thing. Yeah. So who was our it's Mount hard. Rushmore? I think we've got to table that to the off season. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we can really he's, look at it. He's going to be really close in that argument. I'm just saying, I, I think it's, if he's really close in the argument, you can certainly so put him up there. Do you, Nick, do you think he gets closer to a thousand or closer to like nine fifty and and then hangs? <sighs> I up? think, I think he hits 900 and he, he retires. I don't think this he's going to gets go the 900 and says, that's good enough. I, I broke the record. I think, I think the problem is you got that, the whole, like, since Tom Brady has done this thing where he's hitting, like, he's going to play till he's fucking like almost 50. Yeah. Unbelievable. God knows. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he's an absolute freaking nature. And there's no precedent for what he's doing. Like not close. Like what Gordy Howe did and everything. Those guys play differently. Brady's playing against guys like, you know sue and fucking uh what's that guy's name on the on the, on the rams uh, uh darnold sam darnold. Darnold. yeah no sam darnold no what's his name donald isn't it donald. Don, whatever <laughs> donald darnold whatever you see guys like that like guys are uh, honestly uh, like freaking nature and he's coming at you and, and knocking you and just out there to kill you and that dude's 45 and just wins your bowl another one yeah, Just but there's nobody ridiculous. out of space who's going to try so, and take Ovechkin's head off. No, true. It is most likely not because he's he's built differently and the game's different. But my yeah. point is, it's that's the outlier. But you see players like him in other sports doing it. It might just convince him to start to try and take care of himself better to get there because he's going to have a point where he's going to be like, I have to like probably mm. start to take care of myself a little better because I mean he's not really yeah. Otherwise. What's going to happen? He's going to start to become that player that's just chasing that goal, right? And not playing as hard. And he's done it before. And we've seen it in times where he's done that. And it, he's been better about it, I think, in the last few seasons. And that's why they won the cup. And he, that was one of the things against him for a long time was like, he doesn't try hard enough on defense. And he wants the goals. And he's just, he's going out there for that. And he wants the big hits. But he's, he can't hit everybody anymore. He's, he's slowed down. He's not as, you know. Yeah, he isn't doing that much, but I mean, he's still we'll a see. player for sure. Well, oh yeah, I agree with everybody, yeah. and and there's a lot of good stuff. One question that we're not asking: Does he break the record in a Caps jersey? Oh, I want to. I, I was actually just wondering when does he get to the Rangers? <laughs> uh, look at the look at the top ten all time goal scoring lists. Forty one. The top ten all time goal scoring lists: six Rangers, and and they all made a mark with the. They were all pretty much career Rangers. We're talking Gretzky, Yager, Dion, Esposito, Messier, Gartner, all Rangers. All all did all their damage with the Rangers. Hey, Luke so, Robitaille is just outside that list. So is Brendan Shanahan. There you go. He's not leaving. They're not going to leave. Was almost a Ranger. <laughs> he was almost a Ranger. Shanahan almost a Ranger like eight times. <laughs> Every other week there was this rumor about Shanahan to the Rangers. Well, he was a Ranger for two seasons, but or three yeah, seasons. That's true. But is he does he does he do it in a Caps jersey? That's the question. I think I think so. I, 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 think, I don't think so think too. They, I don't think they let him go. He, he's too important to that team. It's like Crosby. They'll never trade Crosby. Those when two guys are not going anywhere. When you're a legend for a team, they don't let you play for another team like the St. Louis Blues. They just 
They want to lock you up long term so that you're a career player for that team. They don't want you to they don't want you to soil your reputation by going to the St. Louis Blues for eight lousy games. Or to trade you on your birthday to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I can understand that. I under, I understand where you're going with that one. I I I think he he's going to be a cap as long as he wants to be. And I don't yeah, think he, he take less money either to do it either. He, he he's tight with the owner. He's not going anywhere. No. They want him there. I agree. But man, he's only 35 years old. I, I really man. thought he was more. In, it's like it's like um, um, what's his name on uh, on the Devils that we talked about last week? Paul Mary. Paul Mary, exactly. I, I just he's been around so long. I just expect him to be older. Yeah. yeah so- maybe he winds up. Maybe he winds up on the Flyers at some point, and then they only lose to the Rangers like nine six <laughs> instead of nine two. Oh Jesus Christ! So we got to look at. So, you know, part of our part of the agenda tonight was LOL Flyers. And it's it's just been absolutely puzzling. I mean, the Flyers were a really good team last year. And the Rangers had total fits against them last year. And they really couldn't contain the Flyers last year at all. Anytime they went into Philadelphia, Philadelphia came to New York, it was always, you know, Philly was really dominated the game. The Rangers got, you know, won a game. They actually stole the game. And Carter Hart was a really good goalie last year i don't know what the hell is going on with him this year really the entire team if you look at the last 13 games they're eight and five in my book um they've scored 36 goals and they but they've given up 58 goals and you can talk about the goaltending all you want but somebody's got to fall on the defense and and look, oh, yeah. lo- losing matt niskanen was a gigantic hole he was their he was part of their first paired defense um, I hated that guy. You know, Carter Hart this year, 22 games, 8, 9, and 3, with a 404 and an 869 save percentage. You know what the NHL, you know what the league average is for save percentage for a goalie? 910. He's not even in the ballpark. Um, and they just put Dots of Spare on waivers today. So, fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the fl- well, they're, they're <laughs> because... fucking themselves. We don't have to say it anymore, yeah. maybe. I can you imagine that. No, Ghost Bear. No, no, Ghost Bear's no, on waivers. Don't get that. How at- do you. We will always say it. Fuck the Flyers. Thank Fuck you. Fuck the Flyers. How, I mean, that's that's the I think the state of the of the Flyers right now, right? You look, they've they've basically turned a guy that was you know talked about as a Calder, you know, I think he was a he was Calder nominee, Ghost Bear. I don't remember he won. I don't think he won the the Calder that year. No, he wasn't. But he was he no. was in the conversation. Yeah, he was in, in the conversation, conversation for one of the Screw. best all around and offensive defensemen in the league. He played, you know, he put up a lot of points. And, you know, even if he's got defensive, you know, um, issues or defensive, you know, like he's, he has mistakes because he's a young kid. He's defense takes a long time, but points are huge from defensemen. And that's like, it's, it's, it does not just fall out of trees. And you have to, to make those, you have to really turn those guys into complete defensemen. And they have failed miserably, so much so that a Calder nominee who scored I, I can't I don't have the numbers in Toronto, but it was it was pretty good numbers from him from his, to a point where they're waving the guy. He's make, he's making some decent money if I remember correctly. He's got he's four, I think four point six dollars as a cap hit. But the last for year, three years, right? Yeah, he's got two more years left. But the last year of the yeah. contract, he's only making a million dollars in salary, but his cap hit is four point five. So. I mean, it's not bad for some cash like Ottawa, or Florida. And speaking of Florida, yeah. they're already re- there's already reports that he's already been picked up. Really? But, yeah, but we won't so? know until noon tomorrow. Yeah, we won't know until tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's Twitter. But, so yeah, yeah. 
it, but the point is, it's that's to me a very huge indication as to where the problems really lie. It's it, Carter's not playing great, but you can't leave your goalie out to hang all the time. That many goals, that's not on your goalie. That's on your defense, not not clearing guys out, not playing sound defense. Uh, I mean, uh, you watch the game with, against the the Rangers, uh, Rangers and the Flyers, right? Nine nothing. Watch both of them. So yeah. I mean, there was there was no look. We and we talked about it. Myers mm-hmm. and and the other guy were minus six in that game each, not combined yeah. each. And in the in the eighth three game. At least they showed some backbone and and came back a little bit. The first game they showed zero backbone. It's they were lethargic all night. Even when they were down, they were beaten and they knew it and they couldn't come back because just didn't have anything in them. They didn't have a heart that night. At least the eight three game, they showed something. They came back. They fought a little bit. I don't know if it, did you see kind of the same thing in, when the Islanders were up six one on them. Uh, honestly, I. We've we've had their number a little bit the last few years, well, last year I should say, really. We and I didn't think they were that good, honestly. I, I but that's because we've done well against them, and they didn't seem defensively that great. And I look at it that way because of the way that Dials play, right? They're playing very tight, very, you know, opportunistic uh, hockey, and comparatively to you know the Flyers, and they, they've seen more open and more, you know, just uh, running gun a little bit and too much. And then they're very talented for sure. But if they, if that doesn't work out, if they aren't scoring goals, you know, they, they're in trouble. Now they, they're scoring goals. I mean, I think their average last few games was like almost three goals. It was like 2.7 or something like that. Um, I think we were looking at um, stats from, from uh, the star Texas morning and they're scoring, but that's not the problem. They're letting in like a bazillion goals. That's right. So that's, that's, and you can't hang that on your goalie. You just you can't because you're not you know they're not pulling the Carter every every heart every game. No, but you, 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 you know look on I mean? the other side, Elliot. I don't think Elliot's any better with his stats this but year. That's the, but that's yeah, the, I mean that's, it's not the goalie problem. It's not the goalie problem. It, it's I mean Hart's definitely if they tell him hey you gotta we want him to sit for a little bit and you know get his shit together. That's that's fine, but it's not that's that's not the heart of the problem. It, their defensive system is failing. No matter how you look at it, you can't put that let that many goals in. A nine nothing game is alone is a gigantic wake up call. But and the problem they is have, they didn't wake up. They didn't wake up. No, they didn't I was wake up. just gonna say, and they didn't wake up. They didn't wake <laughs> up. According to Pierre LeBrun, the Flyers actually have interest in Mark Jonathan. Shaw. No, oh, in in, in Bernier. Bernier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, we we texted back and forth today. Uh, a lot of funny stuff about the Flyers, and 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 we did get a, a big chuckle out of it. One of the things was um, Carter Hart breaking up with his psychiatrist. I mean, look, and I, I agree with the person who posted that. Maybe it's it's none of our business, but well, it wasn't. No, no, no. I, I think it wasn't psychiatrist. It was his. There was a psychologist. Specific, yeah, that's yeah. not like it's completely different than a psychiatrist. So we can absolutely make fun of him for it. Okay, then. <laughs> okay, he's fair game. Done. Yeah. Tomato potato. I mean. Your goalie, you, you probably should talk to somebody about all the shit you're you're going through with uh in the net there. I'm sure those guys are all fucking crazy. I can't imagine being a goalie, honestly. Justin doing little research, the Flyer fan base is absolutely hating this move, and they're placing the blame squ- squarely on Elaine Vigneault's shoulders that he just doesn't know how to use them. Just yeah. because this player doesn't fit into your style of play, why are you casting him aside? 
Yeah, that, that's a well. I think that's a really good point because everything that that Nick was saying is is true. But ultimately, you you've got you've got Gustav Gustav Bahir or whatever the hell his name is. I I've I've seen the guy play for years. He's a good defenseman. What is the problem right now? What why is there is it motivation? Then why? What is he not fitting? Then why? I, I think he's a good hockey player. I think uh, I think I think it's an indication that there's more problems on the Flyers end than on Gossip Bahar's end. And I don't know if he's had any kind of attitude or relationship issues or anything like that, but but it just seems like you got a good player there. Why is he not fitting? I, I think they gotta look I think they gotta look kind of more internally and see why that's the case, not not at the player. I can sit here all night and li- try to listen to you pronounce his last name all night. <laughs> all night. Is that a French Canadian last name? I can't I can't get the hang Gosta of those. Fair. too hard. I, I, I heard Gossip Fair broke up Gosta, with Carter Hart's sports Gosta psychologist Bahir. too. I, I have no interest in your goddamn last name if it's more than three <laughs> syllables. No, it's I very mean, easy to obnoxious. say. Home, it's home Shane. Look, look, repeat after me. Ready? Shane. Shane. <laughs> you nailed it nailed it way to go and and i'm and gonna I, call him shane o'mac <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. wonderful when when he's playing for the florida panthers tomorrow you can certainly do that all you want and we can maybe even like the poor guy um four four we're going to overtime, overtime. fucking kidding me you let the bruins get a goddamn point you were up four two in the third period what the fuck? These are important goddamn points. If, if the Rangers want to make the playoffs and you're blowing it. If the Rangers and Devils want to make the playoffs, they got to beat Boston and Philly. If, if the Devils, listen, if the Devils want to make the playoffs, Bryce Salvador said this today. If Boston plays 500 the rest of the season, the Devils have to play better than 676. They can only lose six of their remaining 23. So that's not going to happen. So we don't have to worry about the Devils making the playoffs. Now, are we ruining it for the Keep Rangers? Are we ruining it for the Rangers? Yeah, maybe we are. I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, I know you didn't. I, I knew yeah. you didn't. And, and look, I, I really, the games in hand that Boston has, I mean, I, it's going to be tough for just about anybody to come back on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, they- I don't think the Rangers are going to make the playoffs. They're having a really good second half of their season, the Rangers. Um, but I, I don't see them making the playoffs and i'll talk more about that later um but i mean one more thing before we before we say goodbye to the flyers i sent that picture around when they had all five guys around the (laughs) crease defensively and i think what were the sabers on a power play how the fuck does that happen i mean you got three guys certainly looked like it it really looked like but i think there was five guys there was five players I'm counting. Hang on. Are you I think there was them? five total with the goalie. There's five. No, no, no. There's five flyers and the goalie. Was there? <laughs> there and they were they were going with the three-two system. Three guys up front, uh, three guys in front of the guy in the crease, two guys behind the guy in the crease. It's <laughs> a good strategy, I think. It's a it's a solid strategy. They're well spaced out, trying to get a puck through five guys and a goalie is probably really difficult. It'd have been fucking hilarious if that guy in the middle of the five flyers scored. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw another clip of them uh, where, where like the, all of the the five of them were were kind of on the right side of the ice By and the, left all along the boards, and alone. the puck went across. Right, and they were playing the series. Yeah, oh my god. Well, I mean, you know, speaking the, of it, the, the, that, they they were trying to get uh, Ekholm from Nashville, who's actually on TSN's top twenty-five trade bait thing that they do every year. That half of the guys or three quarters of the guys don't even get traded on. You remember that list? 
yeah. well, they, they put out and you look at the top 10 players on there. Half of the, half the players aren't going to be available because their teams are now in the playoff hunt. You look at teams like Nashville, you look at teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're not going to be trading anybody at the deadline. The Jackets are not going to trade Foligno. They're not going to trade Savard because they're going to use those guys as rentals for their own team to see if they can make a run at the playoffs and do something in them. Nashville finally uh, tied Chicago. Um, So, you know, you look at Granlin, you look at Ekholm. I I don't think they're in a position that they're going to trade those. And I don't even think they were going to trade those guys anyway. Two things I love about this list. One, just to get Toronto's name in the list at number seven, Toronto's top prospect. They're, they're not even on my list. And just to get them on the list, just to, you know, get some clickbait going. Got to get yeah. Toronto on the list. The second thing is, yes, exactly like you're saying, all these players aren't getting traded, right? So above Paul Mary is Taylor Hall. He's getting traded. He's yeah, getting yeah. traded. Yeah, but they, I don't I, think the, I think the market for Paul Mary is better than the market for Hall. Yeah, but they held Hall out of the game the other night, right? The Sabers. So he didn't even play against Philadelphia. They held him out because oh. they don't want they don't want him to. Be they don't damaged. want damaged product, sure. But yeah, Bernier on that list, who was probably he was more than likely going to get traded. Yeah, um, Goligoski's on that list. But you got to look at teams like Ottawa. You got to look at teams like Detroit, I right. mean, New Jersey, the Rangers. You got to look at some of these teams, and and, and the Rangers are going to be close enough to where they're going to be scared to trade somebody unless they go on a two-game losing streak against buffalo the next they're not they're not selling if you're kidding yourself you think they're selling they're playing too well no no by selling i'm talking about brendan smith or somebody who's on an expiring contract can just you know go away why is it would is that like an addition by subtraction kind of deal you think pick up up a pick or two yeah exactly it's just it's just another asset that down the line could turn into something uh, I don't know about that. You're, you're making a run in the playoffs. You need you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose Brendan Smith anyway, and you're not gonna make the playoffs at this point. I don't think you are anyway. Um. So, especially right. the Devils. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Back Skate, you. Still in overtime, are they? Yeah. <laughs> but a, a sleeper I had on the list was maybe Bobby Ryan, or and even even Mark Stahl is not in their top ten. I don't get how Mark Stahl is not in their top ten. If Mark Stahl gets traded for a second round or even a first round pick that would have been the greatest GM move in the history of GM moves by Steve Eiserman to, to, to take on Mark Stahl and get a second round pick from the Rangers and then and, trade him and then trade Mark Stahl at the deadline for a second or first. Now you're getting, you're, you're, you're getting a defenseman who was in the NHL this year, maybe the best defensive defenseman in the NHL this year. Sure. He played for Detroit, but he was on that list. Not only are you getting that player, but you're getting a second round pick and you're going to flip him at the deadline for another asset. That happens. Kudos to you, Steve Weisman. Well done. Steve Weisman is a great GM, man. Yeah. And, and, no and look, this is why you pick up these guys who were bought out on their contracts who were on one-year deals for a million dollars so you can flip them at the deadline, like Bobby Ryan, like you know a stall or, or, or yep. a number of other players that could that potentially – And Taylor Hall, for that matter. I don't know how – out Paul's deal was was basically this yeah. it was either we do really well and we sign him for a fuck ton of money and it's Taylor Hall in Buffalo which Buffalo had no real reason to get him to come there or they trade him a deadline for you know a few assets it's a win-win for them I mean it's somewhat because they, they suck so bad that they're <laughs> literally lost 18 straight so I mean that's not really a win in any including regard. blowing a three-goal lead in the third period against I mean a struggling it's, it's amazing 
we didn't. We, I think it's barely we didn't talk about the, the Buffalo Sabers because I just feel like yeah, don't start now. There's no reason to no reason to piss on that corpse. I mean, that's just that's just way dead. Oh, oh there is dead. a reason, and I'm going to get into that later. <laughs> okay, but not. But you know, Nick, there was an interesting name tied to the Islanders, and it was um, it was uh, Brown from the from the LA Kings. I think that's all that. Would be really, really good on the island. That's actually pretty scary if that if that if that actually happened. I saw that, and I, I I wouldn't mind it that much. I don't know what he would cost exactly, um, but I don't know if Los Angeles would trade him. He is their captain. He's been playing better. You know, we have a lot of money in the um in in like LTIR from from Lee. So we have a, we actually have a lot of room to be could actually make deals, even though it's you know. With with missing Lee, it's it's been a, a problem for us. Um, without without him, it's like we, we have a huge gap in our, our top six, and we've been playing Leo Komarov on the top line essentially for that. So you know, I, I think that that's that makes the Isles a, a big time buyer this year, and uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens with um, with someone like like Taylor Taylor Hall. Everly played with Taylor Hall in in, um, in Edmonton. He he's on the top line of Barzal. That could be a really interesting top line if they decide to make a move. I don't know what that would cost. It's a probably probably a first, maybe the second. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. So I did see a rumor that involved the Islanders, and it was Paul Mary for Kiefer Bellows. That would be interesting. Would you make that deal? Uh, would you make that deal? It seems like you're giving up on Bellows I really would, early. Personally, I I like Bellows. I think yeah. he's a decent player um and he can he can score a lot of goals he's he's got a pretty good eye for the net um he needs time to develop but he's he's consistent playing time so i think in this in next year he has to play a full season they can't kind of do this jerking yeah. around thing and that's been the kind of the problem for him is that this is a season where they're like listen there's no leash this is a like we win the cup or we don't win the, like you have to win the cup. Anything, anything yeah. less than win the cup this year is a, you know, um, a, it, it's it's not good. It's not a good year, and that's that's a, that's a, the case for you know so many teams. But not every team goes into the season being like, hey, we made we got to the the um, conference finals, so we, therefore we have to make the cup. We have to win the cup. Like we're in the win now mode. You so for him, he's a rookie. You got to keep progressing. He's got. And he, it's 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 the toughest part. So they're like, we have. Yeah. And I've talked about it a number of times on the, on the podcast. We've had four rookies, true rookies. We have Sorokin as our goalie, Dobson as a defenseman. He, first time, like, really playing full time all year. Um, while Avila Wallstrom. And then lastly, you have uh, Bellows. And so Wallstrom has played really well. Dobson's played really well. Sorokin's been playing really well. Well, uh, Bellows has played, I feel he's played pretty good, but it's not good enough. It's just not for what, they, what they're expecting out of him. They're like, you have to make all of the, the right plays all the time and because your offense is not enough to like overlook those things like wallstrom mm-hmm. has made enough offense to overlook any of the small Where things you can make a mistake yeah yeah, yeah. and bellows has a, such a short leash it's it's very tough where they like we'll throw uncle leo in and he can just fill in the, the gaps and that sucks because like uncle leo um he's decent but he's not he's like his ceiling is like you know like his, his floor is high but his ceiling is like right next to the floor it right next to his floor no there's no nothing higher than that, and we have to put yeah, and we when we have to put Leo on the top line, that just screams that we need someone there. So they're gonna they're gonna trade for somebody on, for the top six. There's there's no question in my mind that's gonna happen. I, I originally wanted defensive depth, but it's not gonna happen. Like the three guys I heard that were tied to the Islanders with uh, Palmieri, with Dustin Brown, and even Nick Foligno, 
uh, any one of those guys would, would have helped your, your cause this year for sure and replacingly. But now it's time for the night. Everybody's favorite new segment, Impressions with Nick. So um, we got to guess the, uh, we got to guess, we got a, we got a couple of questions we're going to ask you and um, it's going to be press conference style. Ooh, ooh, I have a question. I have a question. All right. Um, what did you think of the team's performance tonight? What do you want to go, me to go with that question? We played like shit. I'm not going to pick up on our team. We played like shit. I, I don't know why you asked me that question. Like I said two nights ago, you, you guys can write your stuff. I, I'm not going to be part of your story. I, I'm not. I'm not going to get into what we went wrong. A ton went wrong. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to answer those questions. Uh, but I, I got a question. Uh, you guys looked better in your last game of this three-game slide. What did you think happened? What unraveled? You guys morons. I'm not going to talk about performance. We sucked, but, but I'm not going to talk about it. We try to play hockey games. We couldn't even, we couldn't make the play tonight. Utter, utter dog shit. What, um, coach, what, what, what are your thoughts on the uh, goalie interference on the last goal? Oh, for fuck's sake. No one gives a shit. We sucked dick all night. What a goddamn dumb question. Did your mother drop it on your head? No, no disrespect to you, Tom. You're a good reporter most of the time, but no one cares about that shit. No more questions? Good. Fuck you guys. Wow. Bravo. 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 Fucking oh. I'm tempted to say Red Auerbach, but I don't know if that's true. No. What do you got, what do you got Tom? Uh, I'm going to guess a certain I... coach who may resemble Arthur Fonzarelli in Columbus. Oh, well. Hey, uh, no, Boston won in the shootout, by the way. Fucking kidding me. They got another goddamn point. Bill? Yeah, that, that was that torts, right? I mean, obviously, that that's Tortorell. Torts. Yeah. Oh, yeah that, that... No doubt about okay, it. Okay, good. I was right. Thank God. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, he had that one. Very, very, very good impression. That was was fantastic. You had, you got towards net. You you nailed him. Whack, whack. All right. How the fuck did the Devils lose to the Bruins? What the fuck, man? They allowed them to score two goals in the third period to tie it up and then lost two goals to none in the shootout. That's how they lost. We're going to turn this segment into fuck the Devils. (laughs) No, 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 no. We can turn it into Devils Fuck the Rangers. That's true. You would see it that way, you fucking petty piece of shit. Hey, look, I'm not happy about it. And as well, you should. I don't think you should be either. Blown a, a two-goal lead in the third period. Um, it's, it's tough for any team to, to take. Just ask the Buffalo Sabres. Well, not that I'm comparing the Devils to the Sabres, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Typical Rangers fan, that's what you would do. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. But, but you know what, Steve? It's not your fault. Don't start that. <laughs> not you, Tom. No, Steve, Steve, it's not your fault. Tom, I know. It's not listen, your fault. Listen to me, son. It's not your fault. Don't start that. All right. I don't want to. It's not your fault. Not you. Cut it out. I don't want. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Oh, my God. Two impersonations one night? Oh, my God. What is this? Uh, impersonation uh, podcast? What are you doing here? Night at the improv. <laughs> if you are not listening to the Friends and Rivals podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you. Four point nights. Steve, go ahead, lead us off. So this is this is going to be the last time you hear me mention this, probably. But uh, I just want to wrap up. I just want to wrap up what I'm calling the COVID haze with some uh, factual backing behind it. Pre-COVID break, the Devils were four, three, and two. If you count the first two out of the break, where you're playing on a little bit uh, more of uh, adrenaline, they were six, three, and two. From February 20th to March 13th, a total of 13 games, they were two, five, and one. Five points over 13 games. Since 
March 14th, including tonight, they're five, three, and two. So you take the first stretch of games, you take the last stretch of games, they're 11, six, and three. That's pretty remarkable when you consider how bad, how how far down they are in the standings. That COVID haze really cost them a chance to do something special this year. My second point is that it doesn't look like the Devils and Palmieri are going to work out an extension like we talked about. He's Definitely, I feel like he's definitely going to get traded before the deadline. So uh, look out for that. Hopefully they can get a lot in return and maybe like Vatanen, come come the offseason, sign him back because uh, I know he likes playing in, in, in the metro area. So my third point is uh, the team's got to be really happy. They're finally going to have a two-day break. This will be their first consecutive days off since February 16th. And it'll be the only two-day break they're going to have for the rest of the season. So from February 16th to the end of the season, May 10th, this is the only two-day break they're going to have. You mean they're actually going to get a practice in? I'm assuming a day off and then a practice. I think they're going to go day off and practice. I would say go practice and then day off to rest for the next game. You know, run them real hard that first day, let them recoup, get a day off, and then you got the game day skate to get in going into the game. But we'll see. I I don't know uh, what coach is going to do there. And my last point is that the penalty kill is definitely starting to look a lot better, more aggressive. They're not allowing the other team to, to pass the puck around the umbrella. They're definitely pressuring more along the sideboards and even up at the point. So it's definitely, there's stats to back that up. I don't have them handy, but the penalty kill has definitely improved. And maybe that's a reason why they've been playing so well again since March 14th. So those are my four points for the Devils this week. Yeah, they, they, the penalty kill certainly looked good against against the Penguins. Uh, well, at least they were they were moving their feet more than yeah. what I saw when they were playing the Rangers, for sure. And that's all I want to see. I just want to see them be a little bit more aggressive. Don't let them have those passes. Certainly don't let them have the passes across the middle. And with that, let's throw it over to uh, our resident Pittsburgh Penguin reporter, William Fougere. Yay, that's me. All right, so I've got a point to make about the uh... – the, the Buffalo Sabres that the Penguins did beat uh, in, in back-to-back games this past uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. Uh, that defense, that defense that we saw give up a, a three-goal third-period lead to the, the Flyers, um, it is nothing short of brutal. They're, they're, they're so bad that they're, that they're on the brink of making history. Uh, they're, they've got the, the four, fourth longest streak without a, a win in, in the NHL in, in history. Um, but a couple of, a couple of, uh, guys that I saw on that Buffalo defense, uh, really bothered me when, when I was watching the, the Penguins play him, um, last weekend and first one, Colin Miller. Okay. 28 year old defenseman probably wants out or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's great. Fantastic. I have never, I have never seen uh, the, the, the excessive amount of diving that uh, from a defenseman, like it, it's almost, it's, you can almost understand a little better when a forward has the puck and is, is trying to make a play. Okay. They feel the pressure. They go down. You shouldn't be diving all over your defensive zone. It's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like Goldberg diving in mighty ducks, right? He's the uh, goalie. He's not supposed to dive. Yeah. Ex- right. Yeah. Uh, is the puck supposed to hit me? Does that seem weird to anybody else? Yeah. I saw. So Miller, I saw uh, on the first night that the, the penguins played him uh, there, there was a, a puck that kind of flipped up in the air and, and him and, and Anthony Angelo were waiting for it to come down and Angelo bumped into him before the puck got down and, and Miller just, 
dove to the ground like he'd been run over by a truck. I mean, Angelo was looking up for the puck when when they bumped into each other and it was ridiculous. But what really kind of took the cake was the following night. Uh, and I think it was Angelo again uh, was reaching in uh, with his stick on, on Miller and Miller um, grabbed Angelo's stick, hit himself in the face with it. And then went down. Uh, um, yeah, I would I would definitely look for that clip. That was one of the more that ridiculous ones I've great. ever seen. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, and and they and they got a they got a big uh, power play at, at that point. Where I mean, conceivably, if it wasn't Buffalo, they might have done some damage and, and come back and maybe did something to the game. But they are Buffalo, and and they screwed that up. So um, uh, another defenseman that they've got uh, fucking waste of space, Rasmus Ristolainen, um, career. Minus 163 for the Sabres. Yes. Is that, human, is that humanly possible? <laughs> How many I years? Mean, if I was playing, I'd probably do that pretty quickly. But I, I, mean, yeah, I think well, any one of us. A guy who spent that. his life playing hockey and, and trying to do it professionally. Minus 100 what? Minus 163. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, in his eighth season, I think. Uh, but you know what? Um, I feel like he's, I feel like he's just, uh, he's trying to, uh, to just hit anything, um, at any time. And, and he's completely uh, disregarding any defensive responsibility. I think if he got his head straight, he seems like he's big enough and physical enough and, and smart enough that he might actually make a good defenseman somewhere. Um, but all he's doing is running around trying to take people's heads off. He's going into the penalty box and he's getting himself out of position, just trying to hit people late, hit, just hit anything that's moving. And, and I guess maybe his thought is that, you know, he wants somebody to notice that, that he plays hard or something, but yeah, I, that minus 163, I, I, I just don't know what he, where he thinks his career is going. And it's, he's been with Buffalo that whole time and maybe he shouldn't be a number one there, you know, but. For those asking the NHL record for his career, Lowest plus minus in NHL history is minus 257 by a gentleman by the name of Bob Stewart. I've never heard the name Bob Stewart before. Uh, apparently, he played 575 games in the NHL, 27 goals, 101 assists, 128 points. But he is the career leader in the worst plus minus in NHL history. How many penalty minutes did Bob Stewart have? I'm curious if maybe his game was just uh, go out there and beat the crowd. 109. Oh, I think we found what he does. Yeah, but Joe Sorella's on that list too. He was minus 200 for his career and he had 1,446 penalty minutes. Yeesh. Well, with uh, with those guys running around kind of undermining what the Sabres are doing, I, I you know, hey, they, they might keep that losing streak going for a while. Um, so my next point for the Penguins is actually about the Penguins defense, uh, which has been much improved since certainly since the season started. Uh, and a couple of guys that I've really torn to shreds at different parts of the season, uh, Mike Matheson and, um, and our, our friend Dan Marino from uh, Harvard. Um, they, they've actually both been playing much better defensively uh, than they had for, for, uh, for a long time this season. So um, should, uh, you know, I was very quick to point out how bad they were. I should, I should give them credit to. Uh, so I think part of what they did and, and it, and you could kind of see it in their game against the Islanders, their, their two games against the Islanders um, because the last time the Penguins played the Islanders, uh, even though the, the Penguins weren't, weren't doing, you know, I think they sp- might've split the last time they played them, but they spent a lot of the last several games against the Islanders chasing them around uh, and, and really being overwhelmed by uh, especially the, the Barzell line and the Sezikis lines were just, 
killing them. If not on the scoreboard, they were just, they were just running them around their own zone. And it seems like uh, where, where Matheson and Reno got caught a lot of times chasing, they've, they've kind of gone with a different approach and, and they're, and they're sort of just letting those guys stay to the outside um, covering the middle uh, uh, much better than they were and, and just, and, and letting the play come to let them a little more. Cause if you get into a game chasing the Islanders, you're just going to, you're just going to get torched. Uh, and, and so they've seemed to, to settle down in their defensive game a bit. Um, next up uh, for my points, the, the Penguins, the, the young guys. So uh, with all the injuries the Penguins have had at forward, um, I, I think, uh, and, and with the Penguins really not being known for their, for their pipeline of, of young talent, uh, I still have to give a lot of credit to their minor league system and, and the young guys they've had playing uh, in the absence of some of the veterans, uh, Angelo, Anthony Angelo, which I mentioned before, uh, Freddie Goodrow and Sam Lafferty, Colton Sevier, not a young guy, but one of those role guys that's gotten more time, Drew O'Connor and a uh, uh, rookie, um, what was his name? Uh, I have it written down. Oh, Radim Zahorna. Radim Zahorna from the Czech Republic, uh, who played a lot, who played a long time in uh, Brno, which is where the Neil Morspan recorded their blu-ray for their uh, the great adventure okay nobody's interested in that all right uh, no, anyway no, but i want to add that to the list of names i would love to hear you call for the rest of the night too by the way radim zahorna um so zahorna I, I think he actually only played one game against uh, just the way the you Sabres. say zahorna and what uh what town is that team playing well one of the teams one of the towns he played in doesn't matter team. shut up move on <laughs> oh okay uh, anyway, he, he oh, scored in his first goal, uh, first shift, first shot against uh, the Sabres. And he's uh, Zahorna is, is a giant. He's six foot six. Uh, and it just looks weird seeing a six foot six forward. He looks like he looks like Chara and he should it feels like he should be playing defense. But um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But he's a, a decently skilled guy who really had a breakout season in the Czech Republic, 26 years old and. And so they brought him over and with all the injuries he, he got in and, uh, and he did score, but he, he didn't play a whole lot against Buffalo. So I am a little interested to see how he goes, but those young guys, Freddie Gaudreau, especially, you know, they're all competing because they know that there's five players coming back, five regulars coming back and, and they don't know when they're going to see their, you know, their next shifts when, when that happens, if they get healthy. And, and so it's kind of a healthy competition thing because uh, all these guys are, are trying to be, you know, the, the next guy that the penguins call up and, and it's worked out. They've, even though they're down a lot of guys, they're playing hard and, and they've had 12 wins in the month of March. Um, I think, you know, there, there was a, a little bit of a shock when they, when they had so many guys hurt, uh, they kind of lost a step and the devils, you know, uh, gave it to them for two out of three games. Um, but since then they've bounced back and, and are playing well again and, and just beat the, uh, an Islander team that gave him a lot of trouble back to back nights. Um, then my last point being about the injuries, uh, they, the Penguins did see uh, Zucker come back yesterday. Um, Brandon Tanev, they've said has been close for the last like week and a half. I don't know what close means anymore because he's not been on the ice, but they keep, they kept saying he's close. So whatever that means, Malkin, Bluger, Kapanen still week to week, I believe. And then, uh, they, but they just lost a goalie. So the one position where they had been healthy, um, Tristan Jerry left after the first period of the Islanders game last night. He skated off at the end of the first period uh, with a head two nothing. Uh, didn't seem like anything was wrong, but he didn't show up for the second period. Casey DeSmith took over, and um, and we have that dreaded upper body body injury 
being evaluated and no new news on Tristan Jari. So who the hell knows? Maybe he'll be back next game. Uh, maybe we'll see him in 2027. So uh, somewhere in between there, I think is, is, is a safe bet. And uh, that's my four points. And who wants it next? Oh, I think I'm going to send this over to Nick with the Islanders. Right. So it's interesting you said that about the, the Penguins and Isles games. We had two games against Penguins this week, uh, one against Boston. Boston game went uh, pretty much as uh, we were down early, um, down two in the first, which has been kind of like a bad trend the Isles have had, laying up goals early and starting from behind. They scored three goals late unanswered not, uh, against Bruins in that game, and then eventually led up a late goal to get in overtime with a very quick goal in overtime to, from the Isles. Basically, Ralph face off. The entire clip is like 20 seconds. Ralph the face off. Letty uses all of his speed to basically create the entire play. But the games against the Penguins, after winning, winning in overtime against Boston, uh, two, two games against the Penguins were, were, you know, they've struggled against Penguins. And the first game was against, essentially, uh, with Sorokin out, who's been really red hot for us, who's once to seven straight starts. Uh, he got pulled four goals against two of them. I felt were really him. Uh, he could have really dealt with, uh, or he needed to really deal with. Especially his first goal. First goal was just glove. He just he had a piece of it, didn't get all of it. But uh, they just were not sharp in that first half of that game. And uh, later in the game, three goals. I was really warmed up in that game later in the late, late on, late. Um, made it five three game uh Everton empty netter made six three but uh they just they were not really sharp and just did not get the uh get, get going what they need to do that game they had 32 shots against 21 from the penguins and the penguins had six goals on 20 well uh i guess that's five goals and 21 shots six was a was empty netter 37 hits to 22 12 block shots to four two giveaways to 13 i mean these are like stats that would really show you that one team was playing better than the other completely opposite right in terms of the uh the score and and honestly the it just tail two halves in my opinion of that game second game against the penguins basically uh ross johnson's out there uh gets offensive penalty in the first few minutes of the game half play goal the other way i don't know why we have ross johnson out there at all i, I i'm not a fan of that guy and uh this is a game that was much different very close very tight uh barzal created a, a goal on the power play uh, from his skating wasn't enough to get us to back into the game. We lost two one that game, but uh, it was interesting. Was the Isles came out very different in that game? Fifty two hits to twenty three in that game. That's a lot of hits. I was looking at everyone's individual stats. I couldn't believe it was that many hits in that game. That was a big, I don't know if that's the, uh, the high for us this season, but it's it's probably up there. But uh, yeah, we've we've had fits with the pe- the Penguins this this season, just not able to to beat them. Strangely, we've had a very very up and down thing with with the different teams uh, we've been playing against. In the head-to-head, I've mentioned a few times, we were undefeated against the Boston Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres this year. 11-0 against those two teams. 5-1 and wow. against the Devils. That's three teams we are 100, 1,000%, 1,000%, 833%. And we played five, six, and six games. So we're getting close to the end of those teams. I think we played Devils at the end of the last two. Um, I think they're in last two of the last four games we play this at the end of the season. So we're not going to see the Devils for a while. Sabres are also the same. We see them, I think, two of the last, oh, I'm sorry, two last five games. The last game we played is against Boston. Um, but then you look at the, the other side of it, and you have the, the Washington Capitals. We've, we're 0-3 against them. We haven't played a lot, but we're going to see them very soon. Penguins, all eight games, done. I don't want to see the Penguins 
at all this season. I hope they lose in the playoffs when we play them. We're two and six against them, essentially. Two, four, and two, but the two overtime games don't don't mean much. It's still a loss, uh, one point each. So we, we're very interesting in how we've, we, we've been very successful against certain teams and then just dog shit against others. And the Penguins games, I didn't feel we were that bad against them. We just, if we aren't uh, getting the goals early and getting the lead early, we're just not beating them. They're just, we, I don't know what it is about that team, but they've had our number all year. And it's eight games, which is interesting because if we go in the playoffs and play them again, I wonder how it would be. Because I don't, there's not really a precedent. I mean, maybe from back in the day, but like, could you imagine a seven game series against yeah. a team you played eight times already? That's 15 games. And, like, and that's the first round matchup right now if the standings hold. Yeah, that could. Yeah, exactly. So that's crazy. Like, can you imagine playing the same goddamn team 15, 15 times? times? Like, that's like Inman level shit where it's like, oh, there's only two teams in this league. You guys are playing each other <laughs> 15 times. I'm um, starting to feel like it's more than likely, too, because I, I don't know that either one's going to catch not, the Caps. Yeah. I don't know that the Bruins or the Flyers I have the, what it takes to catch our two teams. Honestly, I think the Rangers didn't catch them. I, the Rangers look look deadly, and they look like they figured it out. I think they're going to be they're going to be a lot tougher. To, they're it's going to be tough. Boston's got a lot of points. It depends on who they got left. I haven't looked at their their head to head yet and see where they how many if they've played a lot of. Um, Boston's got a lot of games in hand. That's the problem. Yeah, that's they've the only they've only played the Sabers twice this season. It, there you have it. That's not good. Enough said. Because they got they got plus, a lot of games. Plus, I think it's that. three games in hand that they have on the Rangers right now. I, I mean, it's it's not that I don't think that the Rangers are going to play well enough to make the playoffs because I think they're going to. They're just Boston's just going to be playing Buffalo <laughs> for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, the the Boston's they're three and one against the Penguins, five and zero against Philly. They played five times, obviously. Only two and zero against Buffalo, um, but they're two zero oh, and two against the Capitals, and they've lost three straight. I'm sorry, they're. Three and two loss, overtime losses to Isles. So they're only five against the Isles, but they've gotten two points out of it. So they're they're one of those teams. They have like certain teams they do really well against, and others they're just kind of like they're dog shit against. But if they're playing well against Penguins and the Capitals, which they are right now, but they, and they have half their games played, that's that's good for them. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. They, like you said, they have they have games in hand. So so anyway, back to other points. Um, Isles have been uh they're five and four since losing Lee. Um. They're 17, six and four with that with Lee on the team. Uh, so obviously that's a, a very big concern to me and the, the Isles in general. And I think that's going to mean that they're going to make a hundred percent. They're going to use that like the LTIR cap space on a trade to get someone like a, a Taylor Lee, Taylor, Taylor Lee, <laughs> Taylor Hall. I don't know if Palmer is the guy. Taylor Maybe Lee. they make a, they have Maybe even a Taylor space. Swift. <laughs> they have enough cap space. They could potentially, how about get a Taylor Ham? Get a Taylor Ham too. Yeah. So the, the worry, the worry is that it's it's basically how much are we going to give give up for this? So I know we were talking about the TSN trade list today. Trade. Uh, I looked at the Athletics and they had a interesting point, which was uh, the four like uh, their, their top list of things. The number four they just added to the list was the Isles' number one pick because they're like, "Lee's out. Your first your first round pick is in play. Like you're." Probably going to give that up to get somebody yeah. big. I hope not. I hope it's the second. We have the Colorado out round, uh, uh, second this year. I hope we only spend our first. I I feel like that's always rough when we when you trail your first pick. But we'll see. I mean, it depends on who. I don't know if there's anybody else can take a guy like Taylor Hall, to be honest. Like, 
that's a lot of cap space to take on. And it's going to be interesting to see who can actually do that. I, I didn't look at the numbers of each team, but I mean, it's going to be interesting. So there might not be a lot of buyers for someone like him. I think he fits really well in the team in terms of just who he'd play with. Florida we'll Panthers. see. It's the, Florida, the Florida Panthers have the cap space in order to acquire him. But look, this, even, even that, if they get, even yeah. if they get ghost, um, you mean Gus's to possess his hair? Yes. Yeah, I'd okay. rather take Gus's bear because you know what? He's free. He but, costs you money, but, but he I, could turn you know, to We were better. talking about Gus's bear earlier, and we mentioned that his, his cap is 4.5, but his actual salary in the last year is going to be a million dollars. The last two years, his actual monetary salary is a million dollars per year, but his cap hits 4.5. So you look at a team like the Florida Panthers, the Ottawa Senators, teams that are strapped for cash, he is their wet dream. Even Could be. Even the New Jersey Devils, he would be a, a great addition on a Devils club to might be a little strapped for cash and could add to the bottom line. And the great thing is if, if uh, in New Jersey, if they did pick him up, he would bridge that gap from Kulikov, Vatanen, Murray to Kevin Ball, Riley Walsh, you know, guys that are two years away at least. He would bridge that gap. So, yes, he would be a great pickup. But, but, but Florida does have enough to pick up both, by the way. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so last couple points. Power plays been hurting pretty bad in March, uh, partially because of Lee. In February, we were 9 for 22. Uh, we were top in the league in our power play in February, 40%. Uh, in March, we're 10%, 4, 4 for 38. Ouch. Uh, we've been, we've been, it's been rough. Uh, since losing Lee, it's been 3 for 24 losing him, losing him, so 12%. But realistically, it's just the combination of him being out. He, he went out on the um, 11th so of March, so he, he was in part partially the month. It's, it hasn't been just because of Anders being out, but he's a big part of it. He was uh, sort so, of like the he was sort of like the general out there on that power play, right? He's the guy, General in Lee. He was. Sort <laughs> of... <laughs> so yeah, he, him, him missing him has been been kind of rough for the power play, which is really just one of those things where we're 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 struggling on goals right now. And then lastly, uh, I was going to go into the goalies and defense, but to be honest, that's not really too big of a deal. It's been, it's kind of like Marley and Sorkin are playing okay defensively. We're not playing fantastic this week, but I think the better point is that we are uh, in, we're currently in Fort Deverloos, 13, one and two at home away, nine, nine and two. We are, uh, the Coliseum is, is basically right where we usually have it. Very hard for other teams to play against us there, even without fans. But when the fans start to come in to play, it's, it should keep that that streak going for us. But I How think how shitty it's, must that visitors' locker room be <laughs> that you have that advantage with they, no fans? They renovated it, but <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> last season, man. Last season, and it's the literally just—it's literally just a two by four on the wall with nails for you to hang your stuff up. Yeah, actually, like, remember, remember the uh, ones at Extreme? Exactly. That's that. Yeah, was it. two by four and nails. That's it. Honestly, the Extreme's one was 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 great. It was at it was spacious, was one, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a bathroom? Wait, wasn't that a bathroom? That the Extreme's one? Or am I thinking of Inman? Inman no. had the, the two well, by fours. Inman had the friggin' two by fours with. Uh, yeah, with plywood. That was. I remember in what what extremes look like. You're right. It was like it was another one of those. those was it like curtains or something? Wasn't there a bathroom? I thought there was a bathroom involved. I think no? I think there was a bathroom in the locker in each locker room. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was a bathroom though. I thought you just got locked. Like I don't know. I can't remember anymore. 
in so long. <laughs> I mean, talk about extremes. Whatever. It's better than it's better than the piece of shit they have at the Coliseum. For uh, sure. Uh, well, it's the last season you guys can make fun of the Coliseum. So no, and it's, it's good. Fun. The Rangers have four more games on the island this year, so that that's encouraging. That's that's great. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right. So that's my uh, that's my spiel this this uh, this week on the on the tiles and the and the shitty uh, locker room. Speaking of shitty locker rooms. Yeah, I was waiting for that. The Rangers get to play the Islanders five more times this year. It's four away, one at home. Um, and, you know, if you look at the Rangers' schedule, they go to um, Buffalo for the next two games. Yay! Um, well, careful what you wish for, right? Um, they play them on Thursday and Saturday. After the game Saturday, when they come home on the 4th and they play the Penguins on the 6th, they will not play another game more than, what, 35 minutes away from Madison Square Garden until May 6th and 8th when they go to Boston. And that's like the last two games of the season. Last right, two games right? of the season. So they're they home against Pittsburgh, then they go to the island, then they have that crazy series with the Devils, then the Islanders again, and then they're then they got like a five-game homestand with Philly, Buffalo, and the Islanders. Then they go to the island, home against the Caps in Boston. So they have the luxury of sleeping in their beds for the entire almost the entire month of April and the first part of May. So could they potentially make a run? It, it's look, as I said, it's not going to be because they weren't, they're not playing well They're I think they're in, in position right now and they're, and they're playing really, really well. But if you look at Boston and, and, and their schedule and the games in hand, they have three games in hand. They're up by five points with three in hand. I mean, that's 11 points in this, in this day and age, I get it. You can make it up, and they can make up eight points in the last two games of the regular season. I just, I just, I just, I am, a, I have a hard time seeing that right now. And if that is the case, look, I understand that you want to make a push and you want to do it. Um, that's fine. But if you're not, trade for assets, play the kids as much as possible. Um, if they're not going to make the play, you know, you say you say they got the games in hand, but it also means that they're playing a much more compressed schedule than the Rangers are no, too. I, I, I so, so that might work against them. Yeah. They've got three games in hands, but they're playing every other oh, night. Look, I was hoping the, the COVID bug would hit them a little harder. That would have been, been nice. Look, I, I wish, I wish that on, on no team except the flyers, but um, the flyers, fuck the flyers. Fuck fuck the flyers. flyers. Um, but like, it, it's just, it's a monumental task. However you look at it, it's a monumental task. And, and to try and even catch Pittsburgh at that point, even if they lose Jari for the rest of the year or until 2027, it's just, again, it's just a little too much to overcome right now just because of their start. And that's what we talked about at the beginning. Not that he wishes that on anyone. No, absolutely not. Not that, you know, and this is something that we talked about when we were making our season predictions. If you fall, if you fall behind early, it's going to be really, really hard to catch up late. And that's exactly where the Rangers are right now. They don't have the number of games to make up uh, even if it was a regular season, it would be really, really hard for them to do. So that's that's point number one. Uh, point number two, Brendan Lemieux traded to the Los Angeles Kings for a fourth-round pick. I am shocked as hell that we got such a return for Brendan Lemieux. It's unbelievable. Um, he just wore out his welcome in New York. He wasn't the player that they envisioned him to be. They envisioned him to be the Tanev. They envisioned him to be a Tom Wilson type. He's just not that player. Uh, for whatever reason, he sure he gets under the other team's skin, but he's also a liability out there with taking penalties. Um, Rooney did no us no favors taking a very early penalty tonight, but he's nowhere near the level that Brendan Lemieux was. Um, so see you later, Brendan. Enjoy LA. And 
again, the Rangers Twitterverse has got to calm down. Chuck Knobloch did a tremendous job while David Quinn was away, but DQ did all the game planning. He had conversations. He set up the strategies. He did everything and literally put the game on a silver platter for Chuck Knobloch to coach the game. Sure. He's still got to coach the game. I get it. But still David Quinn who made all that possible. And what are Chuck people, Knobloch, wait, what are people saying that Quinn should be want, fired? They want Chuck Knobloch to be the coach because he, he got the team to a nine, nothing win against the flyers, an eight, three win against the flyers. Classic and it went on a fans. Now it's time to bring in Chuck Knobloch and, and, and say goodbye to DQ. Listen, David Quinn. And I said, before the season, you know, we, we made mention of maybe p- coaches who could be on the hot seat. David Quinn is not one of those guys. And if you think he is, I mean, you got to check yourself and just get over it because he's here at least f- through the next, through the end of next season, at the end of next season, I think you reevaluate, but he's here to develop these kids for the next, for the, the remainder of this year and all of next year. All and then you bring, year. and then you bring in Mike Keenan, right? Is he still alive? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, at that, I'll, I'll let you know at the end of next year. Nancy um, McKeon? Maybe you bring in Nancy maybe... McKeon instead. Joe from Facts. Well, but I mean, look, Chuck Knobloch did a great job. I don't know what kind of job he did in Philadelphia when he was the head coach down there, but he's the head coach in Hartford. He's developing. He runs the same system down there. So it was a real easy transition, right, for him to come up from Hartford. But kudos to you, Chuck Knobloch. You did a great job while you're here. Last point is I know for the past two weeks, I've been gushing over Artemi Panarin, the bread man, Billy, right? No. Um, this week, I'm going to shift to the NHL's number one star of the week, and that is Adam Fox. He is now third in the league in points by defenseman. The last five games, he has 12 points, a goal, and 11 assists for plus six. Only Tyson Barry of Edmonton, who's played two more games than he has. Um, this is before tonight's game where he had, a, I think, a goal and an assist. Um, and Victor Hedman were the only two players above him. Um, and look, I was really concerned about Adam Fox having that sophomore slump, uh, second year hangover, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this year was one of my biggest fears. He is without question taking up a, a proper step forward. And and Carp, friend of the show, did a uh, an interview. I don't know how much friend of the show, but it's always good to name drop. He did an uh, interview with Brian Leach, and Brian Leach just gushed over the play of Adam Fox and how he could be developing into not – Brian Leach, but uh, a star in his own right. Um, I think Adam Brian Leach, Brian Leach was gushing about him. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's not me. Good. <laughs> but, me. but he's but good. He's good. <laughs> me. Did he ever win the Conn Smythe? Did he ever win the Norris? No. Did he score 23 goals his rookie season? No. He's not me. But like he's and but like he I'm I'm insanely jealous of Adam Fox because he gets texts from Brian Leach. So I'm um, I'm insanely jealous. But um, how good has as Adam Fox been? He's been tremendous, better than better than advertised. When you get to watch a player for the entire season, um, you you have more of an opinion of that player than maybe a team that you may not like. Um, you look at other defensemen that are that are currently in the league. Uh, even you look at Ty Smith on the Devils, who is who from what I see is playing really great hockey and is going to be a tremendous defenseman. Um, and I see the same thing in Adam Fox. I think as highly of Adam Fox as Devils fans thinks as highly as Ty Smith. Justifiably, and, justifiably so. And they're great in their own right. And they're and again, it's just great for the rivalry that for the next hopefully 13 to 15 years, we have the two 
premier defensemen in the NHL going against each other six to eight times a year. Fucking awesome. Can't wait for that. Um, but Adam Fox is uh, slowly becoming um, one of my favorite players in the NHL. Those are my four points. Good riddance. You hear that, fanatics? You hear that, fanatics? Send this guy a fox shirtsy. Oh, a shirtsy? Is that what the, the, the shirt, that's what they're shirtsy? called? Yes. Yeah, shirtsy. Well, uh, I ordered a uh, a Panarin reverse retro from our friends over in China, um, and we'll see uh, thirty three bucks, and uh, I should have it by Memorial Day Hopefully. of next year. Of next year. We'll, uh, we'll see when it gets here and what kind of condition is and how they screwed it up. And now, and now the feds are going to know that you ordered from them and they're going to, they're going to intercept your mail. Good job. It's actually a, a winter classic game worn <laughs> reverse retro for Panarin. Wow. I'm jealous. I only have a winter classic Crosby game worn. <sighs> Going back to what Billy said before this plus minus thing with Ristolainen. You got to see this list. I mean, I put in the chat. Yeah, Alexander Daig is on the list too. He's a career minus 176. Alexander Daig, 616 games. Kelly's cute Book- though. Kelly Bookberger is on this list. That's a name I didn't think I would see on this list. And that's Kelly Bookberger. I thought he was a very defensive minded, very sound uh, guy playing with Edmonton all those years. One- minus 177. Mike Sillinger, former Islander, minus 191. Ooh. It's 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 staggering. This this list is uh is certainly funny. Rasmus Ristolainen is on this list. He's like twenty fifth. He's not even close to anywhere near the shittier players. In the- <laughs> well, I mean, you got to start looking at like you know how like they say, uh, oh, Crosby is uh, eighth the fastest to this many points. You know, right. Ristolainen is still writing his story. He, you know, he how fast <laughs> can he get to minus two hundred and ninety? Well, look, he's played five hundred and twenty games. And Bob Stewart played 577 and did minus 257. I think Bob Stewart's got a leg up on him. He's the Wayne. He, he is the Wayne Gretzky of minus players. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> you better watch out, though. Ovi's coming for that. Ovi's coming for that record. I don't think for the minus record. He's a, no. Ovi's a, it was a joke, buddy. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Ovi's like a plus 83 for his career. Just uh, just know that you can celebrate the fact that the New York Mets are bringing back the black jerseys for a limited number of games this year. That's great. Is it? Is it great? <laughs> I have no opinion. Fuck the Mets. Baseball, Nick sure doesn't care. <laughs> I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Nick, who's, the team, who's the team down there? Are you watching the Durham Bulls? What are you doing? I agree to the Mets, but I, I stopped watching baseball forever ago. Oh, sorry. So we talk about baseball. That's a long time ago. Oh, yeah, 2001 or two done. Ever since uh, the home you started taking, ever since you started taking steroids, and then you ever realized since I they were banned. steroids. I was like, this is not. <laughs> You're like, I can't make, I can't make major league. I can't. If I take no. these steroids, I fuck it. I'm not gonna watch anymore. Yeah, 2000, 2001's forever ago. I mean, I was already 42 years old. Good lord. <laughs> wow. And Jesus, so that would that would have made me 42 now? in three weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. I wanted it. One one thing, Tom. I was looking at this, this uh, tweet on against uh, different defensemen with uh, this is from March twenty eighth, so it was uh, a couple days ago. But uh, it was it's a, it's the wins above replacement uh, war. Some advanced statistics. Advanced statistic. Advanced yeah. statistic. Advanced I have to like, actually statistics now with me. Nick. You need another. You need another jingle. Holy I'm shit! I'm not gonna go. Really, <laughs> that's two jingles. Jingles. But at the top of the list, Adam Fox went. And number two and three, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock. Number four, 
Devon Taves, oh, and I was uh, devastated. I was uh, like, the one yep. that got uh, oh, the one that got and, away. He, and so, of course, I went right to the avalanche, like, you know, um, like, you know, message boards. I'm looking up there and, you know, they're all very, very happy. They've gotten him for two, two seconds this year. And I'm like, God damn it. And those guys are fucking they've got like Cal, Kale McCarr. They got Devin Taves. They got another guy all playing. Like, Gerard. Gerard. Yeah, that's the guy. They've been playing like all three of them have been playing lights out this year. And it sucks, man. Nauseating. It's poor Nick. It's, sucks poor nicky never got his prom date with uh no never got his prom date with taves no that joe sackick is a good gm <laughs> yeah but throughout the list was charlie mcavoy Tanev, uh tanev in in the calgary and uh jonas broden Burden. i knew it wasn't my tanev <laughs> but uh i found it interesting i was like that's a lot of uh east coast uh metro guys or four metro guys one previous metro guy so mass mutual we're sponsored nick mass mutual whatever I, I, guys, for our for our, our turning legal show, I think it was a stellar show. Well done. Uh, it's going to do it for us tonight. Um, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at friends underscore. Maybe we should check. Do we have any followers on our Twitter? Do we have any I follow followers? Us. I mean, I follow us. That is. Are looking at it? Who's, if we're not looking at it, then we don't know who's following. Who's running this thing? Who's running? Who's who's in charge of our marketing? Jesus. Jesus is my marketer. Steve, are you in charge of this thing? We have. We got. We got. Five followers. Really? Is it, yeah. is, it, is it four of us and mom? He has four of us. My and mom? Wait, dude, the Friends and Rivals podcast. Did I follow? Friends and Rivals I didn't mean to. <laughs> that would make five. No. So, five. Want to shout out to the Wobbly Elm and Scott Cantalupo, who uh, oh, both follow us. I went to, went to high school with Scott. Thanks, buddy. Well, th- thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, pal. So uh, at, at friends underscore rivals on the Twitter. When you're on the shitter, check the Twitter. Special shout out to Frank Troy as well, who I know is a, a big fan of the podcast. Uh, don't forget to go on on the Facebook and even YouTube friends and rivals podcast. When you're on YouTube, don't forget to click comment and share. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, also, uh, give us a rating while you're on there because it really will help our show a lot. I got nothing fucking witty. Anybody? 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 There's, Come there's on. grass on the field. Witty. There's Witty. grass on the field. It's 18. Play Let's play ball. Yay. Oh. Fuck.